So I wanted to say first a few words. I want to say a few words about uh, the more the uh, side of our our day long and our uh, day tomorrow that comes out of Buddhist meditations to talk some about the meaning of embodiment in that context. And then I'll I'll do that briefly, maybe about 15 or 20 minutes, and then we'll go right into a meditation. Because what we'll be doing is really combining these modalities of uh, mindfulness meditation, particularly uh, in sitting and walking meditation that we get from the Buddhist tradition, and we'll be really combining that with the dance meditation. And the, the emphasis that is there in the traditions and practices that we get, uh, really that come through Spirit Rock, that we get there, is on embodied awareness. And it's a very central emphasis that when we look probably to the core text that we use for this tradition, which is the Discourse on the Foundations of Mindfulness, the beginning is mindfulness of the body. There's somewhere in, in one of the texts, I think I may have it, yeah, I have it, I have it on, our, on our list. Uh, at one point the Buddha says, what one thing is to be developed? Mindfulness of the body, it's the starting point. And that was, that was 25, 2600 years ago, that there was this emphasis on really coming into the body and awareness of all that takes us away from our body. You know, for myself, uh, it was actually interesting, and it's interesting in relation to dance as well. I, I, <clears throat> I was reflecting, when I was um, probably most of my uh, time before I started doing formal meditation, I was very physically active. I was a hiker, I was a competitive athlete, uh, I, I was a swimmer, and I did that at pretty high levels. I, I was on uh, uh, age group AAU and university level, and you know, and on my team there were Olympians, and I practiced with them, and it was pretty cool. And I wasn't at their level, but I was, you know, I have drawers of trophies and ribbons and all that stuff, and got, and it, it's a wonderful now because I it's, I still have kept that practice going as a practice I do four or five times a week, still swimming. But um, I was very physically active, and I was not aware of my body. It's interesting. I was not aware of my body, and uh, maybe I didn't want to fully be aware of my body during the practices, (laughs) because they were hard at times, and it was sometimes painful. But I was not aware of my body, and I had this very intense moment when I was a student, and I was uh, taking, I was living in Germany for a year, and I was taking this walk, and I suddenly, I, I noticed I was thinking all the time, which is, I think, a lot of what I did when I was swimming as well, and physically active. It just, it comes with the conditioning of this culture. And I said, I'm thinking all the time. I'm just like consciousness on a pole. <laughs> and it was a difficult moment, right? And I, and for me, starting sitting meditation was really about uh, re-embodiment and about coming back to my body. So I, I, I say that partly because I think, you know, I, I don't know how it is for you, but I think that uh, one can dance a lot, be very physically active, and not necessarily be embodied, not necessarily have that quality of, of inner awareness that moves out into outer awareness. And so here we're trying to bring the, all the modalities together and make them, have them be connected. And 
embodiment in the sense of bringing awareness into our own uh, moment-to-moment experience, I think is particularly challenging uh, in this culture. You know, uh, many of us, even if we're physically active, have not been so aware of our bodies. And a lot of what we, many of us do, even during the day, it's hard to be aware of, it's hard to be aware of our bodies. There's, um, there's a short story that James Joyce wrote, which sort of captures the predicament of a lot of people in Western culture. And in that story, which is in one of the stories in Dubliners, he describes a certain Mr. Duffy. And right near the beginning of the description of Mr. Duffy, he says, Mr. Duffy lived a short distance from his body. (laughs) (laughs) And many of us, how many of us have at times lived a short distance from our bodies? Or maybe a, a long distance, right? And actually, I hear that sometimes talking with people, you know, and that actually they say, I feel kind of disconnected and a little bit away from my bodily experience. And it's quite common, you know, and I think it, it is strongly cultural. Um, you know, other cultures are more embodied. They have their own problems. <laughs> you know, we, uh, but I think that's an issue for us. Personally, I connect the disembodiment that many of us have been conditioned and probably many of us have really said, I want to be embodied probably for a long time. How many of you have consciously been really moving on that path to embodiment for quite some time, right? And maybe had similar perceptions as me, right? And, and so uh, I, I believe that the disembodiment that's very common in our culture, which in some ways maybe is getting worse with the electronic media, right? I think it's very connected to our large-scale crises of being disconnected from each other to a significant extent, even if we're connected electronically. But, and also to the general, um, um, the the ecological crisis, particularly. I think that's related to, you know, we're we're disconnected from the earth. If we were embodied, we would connect with the earth more. And actually that'll be a focus in our two days of really connecting to the earth and to the core elements, earth, air, fire, and water. It'll be a theme in our dancing, and in our sitting meditation, in our walking meditation. And so the, the core tool that we use in the practice of meditation that comes down from the teachings of the Buddha is mindfulness practice. It's translated as mindfulness. It really uh, you know, I, I would prefer to call it awareness practice. But it's the practice of being able to be present to our experience in the moment. The, to be able to do that, and part of what we develop in the sitting meditation, is we start to be able to cut through all of the thinking, all of the chatter, all of the conditioning, all of the planning which is so rampant in many of our minds, right? Does anyone relate to that? <laughs> okay. And uh, as I mentioned, my first experience in meditation, doing sitting meditation, was to experience my mind uh, quieting down. To be the repetitive thoughts getting less, and that was directly connected with opening to the body and to the senses. And so part of what we do initially as many of you know, is we actually stabilize attention, we become less distracted. But those of you who are new, 
will notice that your minds can be sometimes all over the place. Those of you who are very experienced notice that your minds can sometimes be all over the place. <laughs> My mind can sometimes be all over the place. And so um, the mindfulness practice begins with stabilization of attention, very, very crucial. It's very hard to be embodied if our minds are really active and going all over the place. It's very hard to have that embodied awareness. So part of what we develop is that stabilizing, and we do that especially by coming to the body, and, and we work especially with the breath. Actually, I had the pleasure yesterday of teaching a whole day, and some of you were there, on mindfulness of the body, and went through the six core practices that are outlined in the basic discourse on mindfulness. Now, we're going to do some of those. We're going to do particularly four of those practices which have to do with developing this capacity for awareness with the breath, with the body through uh, different postures, through uh, awareness of the body in different movements and activities like walking, like eating, and then also through awareness of the body through the model of the elements, through the four elements. We'll be really, and we'll again be connecting that a lot with the dance, so we'll be experiencing our bodies as earth, air, fire, and water, and we'll be experiencing uh, the parallel experience of knowing earth, air, fire, and water as it were outside of the limits of our body and bringing those together. So a few more words about mindfulness. Um, mindfulness is the capacity to be present. It's the capacity to stay with whatever we're focusing on. So it does demand a certain level of concentration. This is from a commentary uh, on the notion of mindfulness. And the word in the Pali language is sati, S-A-T-I. Sati signifies presence of mind. And we could say presence of mind and heart. Actually, the very word mindfulness probably should have been translated as mind, heart, bodyfulness. <laughs> mindfulness is misleading and it already reflects the bias away from the body. Right? And so we want to call it mind, heart, body, fullness. But that's, I don't think that's going to catch on. <laughs> but that's the meaning, and if we can stay with that. So I'm going to use the word mindfulness if you always think fullness of all the parts of our experience, including the body. So mindfulness signifies presence of mind, attentiveness to the present. It has the characteristic of not wobbling, mm -hmm. not floating away from the object. Its function is absence of confusion, not forgetting. It is manifested as guardianship. And so mindfulness actually is a protection. And this is where, where mindfulness goes into wisdom. Because the purpose of mindfulness and of being present isn't simply to be present, isn't simply to have the experience of the body, isn't simply to have the experience of joy and bliss in the body, but rather the real purpose of the mindfulness practice is wisdom, freedom, and awakening. That's the longer term. And so we're mindful so that we can actually see our experience clearly, see what our mind is doing, see our personal patterns, and see the increasingly open to the more universal patterns of the mind, and ultimately open to the 
core primordial nature of our being, which is this vast heartfelt awareness that includes the body and that connects with the whole universe. And that's the direction of the practice. And so the embodiment is really beautiful, but it's part of that larger path. That's really an important thing to say. Embodied awareness is also non-reactive, non-judgmental. And what that means is that sometimes embodied experience is pleasant and sometimes it's unpleasant. Sometimes in sitting meditation there can be unpleasant experiences. We are not for these two days just promising bliss and joy. Did we talk about that? (laughs) But we're promising embodiment in the practice of embodiment. We didn't talk that out thoroughly. (laughs) Hold on a second, we'll come back. (laughs) We have to consult. (laughs) But it's actually quite important. We're really inviting you to be aware of the body and to see what shows up, to see what's there. You know, and for most of us it'll be a mix of the pleasant and the unpleasant. So let me say uh, a few words further about the basic practice, and then we'll go right into our sitting meditation. So the core practices to develop mindfulness of the body include being with the breath, uh, being with the whole body, being with uh, part of the body at times, and one of the main ways that we bring uh, mindfulness of the body into daily life is having a repertoire so we can do things. I, I give a lot of attention when I teach on speech and communication about being embodied in the middle of speaking. So even right now, can you be aware of your bodies as you're listening to me? Sometimes it's helpful not to try to be aware of the whole body, but just have the hands on the knees and just be aware of that. That helps, you know, in daily life, break the monopoly of the automatic mind, which is uh, quite pervasive, right? That automatic mind. So we want to have, by the time we finish, we want to have both enlivened our sense of the dance and also enlivened our sense of having a repertoire of body practices that we can take home with us and that we can apply to different aspects of daily life. So we, we work with the breath initially to really uh, stabilize attention, ground in the body, uh, begin to watch our minds. And then we also develop awareness of the body in walking in different activities, and we come actually to uh, bring, uh, find ways to bring awareness in all sorts of ways into the body. And there are actually hundreds of other body practices. Yoga, Qigong, all sorts of energy practices with the body. We're going to just be working in a meditative way with some simple practices of the, primarily the breath, body, the whole body awareness during different activities and then working with the elements. Okay? So let's, why don't we uh, start now with some meditation, some formal meditation. Before we begin the meditation, or while you're still, actually I shouldn't talk like that. As you continue your meditation in one modality, (laughs) so I want to read a poem from uh, Kabir, 
which is a poem about embodiment. And then this will hopefully be inspiring for our meditation. This is a poem called The Guest is Inside. The guest is inside you. The guest in, some of you know, in, this is from more from the Sufi tradition, the guest is a, a, a name for really the, the divine being. The guest is inside you and also inside me. You know the sprout is inside the seed. We are all struggling. None of us has gone far. Let your arrogance go and look around inside. The blue sky opens up further and further. The daily sense of failure goes away. The damage I have done to myself fades. A million suns come forward with light when I sit firmly in that world. I hear bells ringing that no one has shaken. Inside love there is more joy than we know of. Rain pours down, although the sky is clear of clouds. There are whole rivers of light. The universe is shot through in all parts by a single sort of love. How hard it is to feel that joy in all our four bodies. Those who hope to be reasonable about it fail. The arrogance of reason has separated you from that love. How lucky Kabir is that surrounded by all this joy, he sings inside his own little boat, his body. His poems amount to one soul meeting another. These songs are about forgetting, dying, and loss. They rise above both, coming in and going out. So look inside, be inside, and we'll bring the awareness outside as well. In the text it says, how does a practitioner abide contemplating the body? Here a practitioner, gone to the forest or to the root of a tree or to an empty hut, sits down. Having folded his legs crosswise, sets his body erect, establishes mindfulness in front. Ever mindful, one breathes in. Ever mindful, one breathes out. And so we've gone to the forest. This is a, this is a small hut that we're in. And we want to set our body erect, so the first instructions are about posture. We want to have the back straight and a good connection with the ground or the floor. And we generally keep our eyes closed in the sitting meditation, although sometimes we keep them open. And we start with being aware of the sensations of breathing. We find where the breath is easiest to follow. For some of us, it's at the belly, the abdomen rising and falling. For some of us, it's at the area of the chest, the lungs expanding, contracting. And for some of us, it's at the area of the nostrils. Could be the upper lip, just feeling the subtle movement of air, or it could be at the tip of the nostrils, noticing air coming in and out through the tip of the nostrils as a kind of a gateway. And for some of us, we are aware of the breath in the whole body, following the breath as it manifests in the whole body. And there may be some of us for whom the breath is not a suitable object. 
that there may be some, at times, some medical history or some history where the breath is compromised or where it's more skillful to take as a primary object something like the connection with the cushion or the chair, just those physical sensations. If anyone has, for example, a history of trauma, it may be more skillful just to be with the hands or the feet than, than be with the breath. If you're a beginner, if you've been doing it for a while, you've, you probably have explored that territory. So see where the breath is easiest to follow if you're fairly new to the practice. If you're not sure, just choose one of those areas. The instructions are to stay with the breath at the level of sensation. Not needing to force the breath or visualize the breath or help it along as much as possible. We direct the attention to the breath Especially if we're newer, we'll continually be having that more active aspect of meditation where we direct the attention in a certain way. But we also increasingly just rest in awareness. If you're more experienced, you can also bring out that resting quality. For mindfulness, there's both an active component of directing our attention and making sure we stay on the object, here is the breath, and there's also a resting or more receptive quality of just staying with, a kind of resting that's not a doing. When we notice the mind wandering, we come back to the breath. And it can be helpful just to have a few very soft mental labels, like planning, remembering, or thinking. If you're taken away from the breath, it can help, be helpful to have a few labels that help you to return more quickly. But they should be very soft and not like hammers pushing away the thoughts, but just very gentle naming. And then we return over and over again to the breath. And this is really the essence of the practice. We remember that we've been off over and over and over again. And then we just come back very gently. We'll sit now for about another 20 minutes or so. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.